Welcome to the Insecurity Project Podcast. I hope this content is life to your bones and music to your soul. I uh, had an experience with a client over the weekend doing a, a two-day retreat where I, I wrote some stuff that I'd, I'd never written before in the context of our conversation, which is, it doesn't happen very often in in what I do. Often I am uh, sticking to really well-worn paths and, and using language that I've used a hundred, if not a thousand times. But every now and then there'll be a refinement that, of that language and something that emerges as an even more beautiful way to describe what I've always been describing. And so uh, I had an experience of that on the weekend and it, it became apparent that um, the bunch of things that I was writing were, were pointing to a, a golden thread throughout time that they had, I'd picked up themes, I'd built on themes, I'd, I'd I reconfirmed themes that have been wisdom throughout the ages that, that many great men and women have alluded to. Um, and it felt like a golden thread. I'd, I had that term somewhere in my psyche. I didn't really know why. And so I did a little bit of research about uh, that golden thread. And it's, uh, it's from Greek mythology. Uh, it's involving you know, Minotaur, the terrifying half-man, half-beast monster. And so a you know, Minotaur was kept in a labyrinth of catacombs in Crete, uh, where he was regularly fed the enemies of King Minos who were imprisoned in the labyrinth, unable to find their way out. I don't know if you've ever experienced a labyrinth before, but they are, they are beautiful and um, puzzling experiences, very, very spiritual experiences. The number of times I've walked a labyrinth, it's always been very meaningful. But the way that it works is that it looks like it has a, a clear path that is quite logical and quite quick. However, you you walk the rows of this labyrinth. It's shaped as a circle and the path seems circular. However, it turns back on itself and takes strange um, direction halfway through. And so you feel like early on you're only, you've only been walking for a short amount of time and you are practically at the center. You've arrived at your destination one row of rocks or, or one path away from the center and then the labyrinth takes a turn and starts heading you outer again and you've been walking for half an hour and then you are one row of rocks from the outer of the labyrinth and that moment will be very easy to give up altogether and that's, that's kind of the point but if you keep walking and keep following the path and eventually you do get there so uh, so this this minotaur was kept in a labyrinth um, so after a tragedy at the Panthenate Games in Athens involving the son of King Minos, another king of a nearby land, King Aegis of Athens was required to send seven men and women each year to the Minotaur to avert a plague put on the community. Uh, after a few painful years of this going terribly, Theseus, son of King Aegis, volunteered to go to Crete to kill the Minotaur and end the human sacrifices. King Minos, however, knew that if Theseus did manage to kill the Minotaur, he'd still be lost forever in the labyrinth and would never be seen alive again. Uh, on his heroic journey, somewhere along this journey, Theseus met Prince Ariande, Ariadne, the daughter of King Minos, who'd fallen madly in love with him, and she decided to help him beat the Minotaur. 
To do this, she gave him a thread of gold and told him to unravel it as he moved deeper and deeper into the labyrinth. He would then have a guideline to follow to connect him back to life in order to find his way back out. Theseus did as instructed and was able to kill the Minotaur, free those that were lost in the catacombs and retrace his way out to freedom. So this idea of the golden thread, uh, it's like a lifeline across your existence as you go on your heroic journey, always connecting you back to the source, connecting you to life. It's a beautiful way of uh, resting into the wonder of the journey that you you are walking and one that will give you confidence if you can hang on to this golden thread. So today I'd I'd love to highlight some of the the golden thread wisdom that emerged as I spent a beautiful experience with this client looking to do what every client is ever looking to do and that is to rescue themselves from their own worst opinions, from their own bruising and their own assumptions and their their agreements against themselves to, to end the deep betrayal that has broken trust and separated them from themselves. So, let me, let me read to you some of the things that I wrote. Fear examined is diminished. This relates to Jordan Peterson's idea that he says, Be precise in your speech. Things that go unnamed become monsters and consume you. He uses an example of a husband and wife battling with a relationship that's disintegrating and the language they use to describe it is, oh, you know, things just aren't the same between us. There's something between us now. That is imprecise. That language is a monster that will consume them. Be precise is to examine exactly what you mean by that. What specifically has become between you? What specifically are you afraid of? Every time you... You use abstract language to describe your issues, your challenges, your fears. They only become bigger, and ultimately, they will they will consume you. And if you if you were to consider your own fears, I think a monster is a great metaphor for how they feel, because your language has often been abstract. You have never turned and faced. You've been running or hiding instead. It seems like a monster, and there's just no hope that you could ever win against a monster. Yet every moment spent facing that fear, examining it, seeing what it really is, reveals that it is built on a work of fiction, that it is never a monster itself. It's just the thought of a monster. It's the kid under the bed terrified that the sorry, the kid terrified of the monster under the bed. The kid's never looked. So it's actually just the fear of the thought of a monster. It's not actually a monster. The parent helps the kid look under the bed, look behind the curtains, look in the cupboard to show that there's actually no monster. Uh, the true problem you're solving is simple and hard. The clean feedback, when you're feeling that a problem is overwhelming to you, that is very clean feedback that you just haven't accurately understood the problem. When you turn the light on and see exactly what you're dealing with, it is always solvable. Problems remain unsolvable and overwhelming because they exist at a level of abstraction. Your job is to be precise. Your job is to turn the light on. Your job is to see your foe. Named must your fear be before banish it you can. Yoda wisdom, part of the golden thread, part of the the connection back to source, part of your resource to navigate the labyrinth of your heroic quest. This is the hero's journey. It is supposed to be impossible. Joseph Campbell. It's supposed to feel like your only two options are 
that you die or you come out reborn. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be more than difficult. It's supposed to be you doing something that is literally impossible. That's why people are watching. That's why it has meaning. Not because it's easy, not because it's simple, not because it's a given, not because it's expected that you will succeed. It's expected that you will fail. It's expected that you will die. It's expected that you won't find your way out. You will have to do something supernatural, superhuman to emerge alive. But that is why you are the hero. It has to feel like that. Don't be overwhelmed when it feels like that. That is the design. And, and connecting back to the thread, the hero has never really understood what they're facing. They, The hero always has to confront the thing they are most afraid of. And that fear has taken a life of its own. The fear has become the monster. But the monster is not real. The cave you fear holds the treasure you seek, Campbell. This beautiful paradox, the thing you are most afraid of, is is the path for you to find the great treasure that you've always been seeking. Marcus Aurelius says the obstacle is the way. The thing that seems like it's impeding your action is the thing that advances action. The fact that there is a woundedness inside you, that is the opportunity for healing. If there was no woundedness, there's no path for you to fully become an adult. The woundedness that stands in your way, the woundedness that seems to terrorize you and taunt you and and convince you you can't, it's too big, it's too hard. No, that is the path to lean in, to bring your adult skills as the hero in the story fully to bear on your own self, to be the one who rescues your own self from your worst opinions and assumptions and agreements. The obstacle is the way. What you seek is also seeking you, Rumi. The wonder of the loving universe is that you are on a heroic quest that is also part of a conspiracy designed to lead you into life. It is not you alone against the universe. The universe there with you, aligned with you, seeking you, calling you, wooing you, whispering to you, putting things across your path that lead you deeper into this process, convincing you you can, bringing wisdom characters along your path, bringing journeymen along your path, creating challenges that are there for your use. Life happens for you, not to you. The moment you discover this, everything changes. Your ability to enter into the archetypal world, see characters who seem to be in opposition to you, who seem to have ruined your life, who seem to be making it impossible for you to succeed, when you understand their archetypal gift, you realize they are there for you, not happening to you. When you see their gift, you get it and move on. Although it appears that life is happening to you and you are the victim of what has happened or what has not happened, that is misdirection. You are not the actor in this story, you are the storyteller. Don Miguel Ruiz, beautiful golden thread, not the words spoken to us, just the ones we agree with. No one has the power to bless you or curse you without your own permission. You have the pen, 
You are the one deciding why things happen and what they mean about you. You created the first narrative, therefore you have all the technology to create the next narrative and the next narrative and the narrative after that. Change takes a long time coming, but it always happens in a moment. Change is about thresholds. No one has ever got the full picture and every step in a, ahead of time. That is never how change has happened in the history of the world. Transformation happens in a moment. It happens as a threshold. It happens when, when a person reaches the end of themselves. They tell the truth about their current situation. They count the cost accurately and they realize they cannot spend another moment in this predicament, in this tension, in this unrealized purpose. They must move forward. They must face their fear. They must solve the problem. They must pursue their destiny. They must. And in those moments, those strong yeses, those strong, those strong noes, change happens right there. Likewise, it doesn't take time to rebuild trust, just an effective apology. Trust, broken, is evidence of deep betrayal. Deep betrayal happened in a moment. Where someone took your purest, most vulnerable state, your most vulnerable self, the self you felt safest with, they took that and used it against you. When you see that the great predicament of your life is that you have betrayed you, in the painful moments when you felt like others had abandoned you, you actually abandoned you as well. You agreed with the persecutors, you agreed with those who didn't love you, who didn't see you, who didn't value you. You took their side and abandoned yourself in those moments too, in a moment, in an actual moment. Those moments are where the healing happens, to go back to those moments and have complete conversations about those moments. To apologize effectively means to address the one issue until completion. To have one conversation about one issue to bring towards one resolution and to move out of that space clean again, with rapport again, with trust again, being okay again. That is a moment. That is a moment in time. Trust is not something softly, softly making progress, slowly getting there, getting there. You either have trust or you don't. The space is either clean or it isn't. It is either safe to be with you or it is not. The only thing that can prevent listening is willingness. Two people who don't know each other, don't speak the same language, advanced in years, stubborn in their ways, they come across each other on the road and have to solve a problem together without speaking the same language. The only thing that can prevent these two people from different worlds actually listening to and understanding each other is willingness. If they want to, they can. In the same way, the only thing that can prevent you creating awareness, safety and a space to listen to and understand your own self in a complete way is willingness. Do not be misunderstood. It is not the wounded child holding out on you. It is you pretending to be ready, being terrified of what you're going to hear, being terrified of what you're going to face, being terrified of what you're going to be asked to do. But if you are willing to face, to listen, to understand, you can. And in those moments, trust is rebuilt in a moment. Change happens in an instant. You get to go free.
your hero's journey. You either die or you, or you come out the other side reborn with the prize, with the gift, now to make a contribution to the world. My hope is that this podcast brings you back to a golden thread of your life as well, to wisdom, to true life, to the source. And when it's all getting too hard and all getting too dark and it feels like you can't go another step and you're lost and you, have, you do not know the way to go, that that golden thread would glimmer and you'll reach out and grab it again and you'll find your way home. You would find your way to the place you've always desired to be. You would find yourself. You would come into the world complete, lacking nothing. Nothing to prove, nothing to defend able to connect to a purpose bigger than you that's not even about you, free from all limiting beliefs, doubt, fear and insecurity, at your best where it matters most. Let's leave it there. Talk to you again soon.